Blog Talk Radio. Oh, let's just enjoy the presence of the Lord right now. Oh, we love you. We bless you.
Thank you, Father, you 
Hello, 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 and welcome to tonight's show. I am your host tonight, Tanisha. Terrence is working, so he might be able to join us a little later. So we'll just see. So give me a minute. I got to get myself together. My cat's in my way. You might hear her meowing in the background. She's trying to take over my seat. Oh, come on, Melody. Okay, you got to get down. Hopefully I sound okay. I think I do. I'm doing a test. A test call right now. I sound okay. But if not, then just text uh, Randy and let him know if you're having any issues with sound. But again, thank you for tuning in tonight. Today is August 2nd, 2023 at 7.13 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm so excited to be here. Um, this year has really been flying by. We're already in August. It uh, seems like we just got into 2023, and we're already in August. Um, let me go to my Bible app. I want to read you something. Let's go to Philippians 4.19. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified you know what? Let's start with, let's not even go to 19 first, because we all know that part. Let's go to, let's start with, let's start with 18. But I have received everything in full and more. I am amply supplied, having received from Ephorotus the gifts you sent me. They are the fragrant aroma of an offering, an acceptable sacrifice, which God welcomes and in which he delights. And my God will liberally supply, fill unto full, every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And then 20 says, to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And it continues. Um, And this is something that we have to remember, that God will supply all of your needs. This is a reminder that Terrence and I had this morning because we had a situation that unfolded and it wasn't pleasant. And initially we both got mad. Initially, then we we quickly got ourselves together like, you know what? No, we're not going to get mad. We're not going to allow the devil to have any of our joy. We're not going to allow him to steal any of our time because this is a day that the Lord has made and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it no matter what the day brings because God supplies all of our needs. And that's just a fact. So we got ourselves together. We praised God. We prayed. We praised God. And we said, we're not we're not doing that. And that's why it's so important as believers to be firmly rooted in the word of God because you never know what what what's gonna what life is gonna hand you day by day. You don't. But what you do know is the word. You do know the truth of the word. And so we know that. We know the scripture. And again it says, And my God will liberally supply, fill unto full every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's just that's the truth. So it didn't matter what the situation was saying. It didn't matter what afterthoughts came with the situation, you know, because sometimes something will happen and you'll start to like go down this rabbit hole of destruction. <laughs> and I was like, let me stop you right there. Thoughts. This is, this is the truth. Yeah, the situation is what's going on, but this is the truth. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm not going to get myself up in arms. I'm not going to be foaming at the mouth and get upset, and give myself a headache 
and raise my blood pressure. It's just not going to happen, period. I'm going to have a pleasant day and did and will continue to have a pleasant night. So as believers, we, we talked about this last week, right, the importance of getting in the word. We have to know the word. We have to cultivate that relationship with God because that's another thing that popped up when I was starting to get mad. I started to remember all the times where something came up, something that was like, you know, crisis mode activated. And God never failed me in any situation, whether it was something where I was completely a victim, right? Whether it was something self-inflicted, whether it was because of a bad decision, bad choices, whether it was, it didn't matter. God always came through and God always comes through. And so I had to remind myself, that's why it's important to remember. Because your life is a living epistle. It's, a, it's an extension. Because when we look at the word of God, the word of God teaches us about God through his interactions with man. And so that's part of how you're learning God. You have to remember. So I'm like, wait a minute, when, when have I ever fallen on my face? When have I ever, when when has God ever not came through? Even if a situation was like I wanted it to pan out one way and it didn't, it still was a win for me. You know, looking in hindsight, it still was a win. Every single time, like there was no situation in my life that I could think of. It, It just don't exist. There's none where I didn't end up winning in the end even if at that particular moment it didn't feel like a win, even if that particular moment it hurt my feelings or it, 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 it caused a bit of a struggle, I still ended up winning in the end. And so I had to remind myself about that this morning. Like, I mean, God don't fail, period. This is a, this is a, a, tact, this is a tactic of the enemy to try to get us focused on the wrong stuff because Terrence and I are believing for some really big things, some really wild things, some crazy things. To some, but, but we believe it, and we're not going to allow anything to shake our faith. And I want you to be reminded that God will supply all of your needs, no matter what's going on in your life right now. Do not allow today's circumstance to shake your faith, because that's the beauty of prophecy. That's why I love the prophetic, because the prophetic's telling you what's coming. Right? I don't have to worry about what's going on right now. I know what's coming, so I'm gonna let today take care of today. I'm going to ask God for strength to deal with today, for the, to, to meet my needs for today, right? Just like how the children of Israel, they got the manna from heaven. They got enough for the day. So that's what my focus is. I'm focused day by day. But I know with each day, with each sunrise and sunset, with each moonrise and moonset, I'm closer to the promises that God has given me personally. And I know that the promises in the word always apply no matter what stage, no matter what season. And you have to remember that. You have to remember that. You have got to stand on the word. You have got to walk the word. And that's how you get through. That's how you survive. That's how you don't lose your mind. That's how you don't, you know, just be in chaos and turmoil and having an attitude and snapping at people and cutting people off and giving them obscene gestures because you mad. No, you don't have to live like that. I don't care what's going on. You could keep your joy. You could keep your peace even when you're in a situation where you're like, 
I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I've been there several times where I'm like, well, Lord, if you don't come through, it's a wrap, but I know you will. So I'm just going to sit back and see how you're about to work this thing out. And I'm just going to keep my ear inclined to you because if for, for the instructions of what I need to do. Because sometimes he'll say do nothing. And that's always tough for me. And sometimes they'll say, do this, that, and the other. But while you're waiting, keep your ear inclined to hear what does the Lord have to say to me? What what do I need to do? Because my daughter and I were just talking about that. My daughter, um, one of our daughters, our oldest daughter, matter of fact, she's in a special unit in the uh, military. And she didn't, she never had any desire to join the military. Never. This was never her dream. This wasn't Anything she planned, it was just once she was done with uh, high school, you know, she didn't know what to do. She knew she did not want to go to college. She knew that. She just didn't. She was burned out with school. She never liked school, even though she did very well and graduated top 10% in her class, but um, never liked school. So she's like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't have a desire to do that, but I don't know what to do. So I'm like, well, you know, let's just pray about it. Um, and after a lot of prayer, you know, she said, I, I, I believe I'm supposed to join the military. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I told her a particular branch that I thought would be good for her because she's extremely smart. And she chose a different branch. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's a branch that my grandfather was in. And I've, I've known several people in it. Um, but I wasn't convinced, but it wasn't for me to be convinced. But we ended up going down to the recruiter's office. And because uh, at the time she was, she's 17 when she graduated. I think she, yeah, she was 17 when she graduated. Um, so because she was still minor, they still needed parental consent forms filled out, that kind of thing. So when we were there, I felt the presence of God. And I, and I, I heard God say, this is where she's supposed to be. And this peace came on me. And I'm like, okay, I felt very comfortable. You know, we're chopping it up with the recruiter. And she ended up telling us about this program uh, that's for veterans, the schooling program that parents ended up getting into later on and ended up being what was a, a chain of events that got him to the position that he's in now. He's with a, um, he, he works for a, a huge corporation and he's in a coveted job. It's, it's a corporate job. He didn't have the background of corporate. He was an entrepreneur prior to that. But it just, it was funny how just that conversation with her led to where he's at now. So it was all a divine appointment. So we filled out all the papers and she did everything. And then they ended up calling her and telling her that um, they weren't going to take her. But I knew what I felt when we were there. I felt that peace. I felt that presence. And God said, this is where she's supposed to be. So that, to some, would be chaotic, right? Because she's, she's banking on this. She's like, Mom, I, I really feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And then even when we were there, I felt like that's where she was supposed to be. I didn't say anything to her at that time because I didn't want to make or break any decision that she had. You know, uh, she, she was going into adulthood, and I wanted her to stand on her own decisions and to, you know, stand on, on her relationship with God and what she's hearing, you know, God tell her for herself and to trust that. So I was like, wait a minute, Lord. And she was like, what do I do? I said, listen, you know, I'm going to pray about it. And 
and I'll let you know what I hear. You pray about it, and we'll we'll come we'll we'll come back together and talk about it. And I went to the Lord and I said, Look, look, Lord, I know what I heard. I know what I felt. These people told her, No. What do we do now? Do I need to appeal something? Is there somebody I need to call? Like, what's next steps? And the Lord said, Do nothing. I was like, Excuse me. <laughs> so me do nothing. What what does she do? He said, No. You you do nothing. I'm going to take care of it. Tell her to keep going on her run, keep doing what she's been doing because she was conditioning herself for, you know, they told her that she'd have to take some tests and all that kind of stuff, and she was building up her endurance, so she was running every day and all that kind of stuff. And so I told her, I said, I heard from the Lord, he said, to do nothing, and for you to just keep doing your runs, keep conditioning and prepping for um, the test that you need to take, your entrance test and all that kind of stuff. And she was like, okay, she, you know, she, she felt comfortable with it. it. Her spirit agreed, and that's what she did, and we didn't do anything. And two weeks later, they called and said, you're in. We literally did nothing. So it's like, that's why it's so important to have that relationship where you where you have your ear inclined in every situation. Now, that to some people would have been a crisis situation because we didn't have no backup plan. There was no plan B or C or D or E. There was only plan G, which was plan God. That was it. And so, you know, when, when you've graduated high school and you're looking for next steps, that, that could be a crisis to say, oh, my gosh, now well, I don't know what to do. Because she, she, you know, a little bit kind of was like, Mom, what do I do now? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to pray about it. I, I have no idea. But I know who knows. I know the one that does know. I know who, who, who we have and who, who we possess that brings us into all truth. I know the word of God says if we ask, we're going to receive. And we need to expect to receive. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to stand on that. We're not going to panic. We're not going to fall apart. We're not going to foam them at the mouth. We don't do that. Because I know who we are and I know who we serve. And that's what we did. So when, when something that comes up that can be a crisis, first and foremost, take it to the Lord. First and foremost. And secondly, keep your ear inclined. Because you don't just, you're not just praying, dumping off on the Lord like he don't know. You're not telling him anything that he doesn't know. But you're making your request known, right? You're taking it to him, Lord, this is going on. You know, be honest, because I was honest. I'm like, Lord, this is like this morning. This is going on. This is how I feel about it. But I trust you. This is, this is what I want done. You know, I trust you. Nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will. And I know that no matter what happens, it's all working out for our good, and and I trust that you take care of all of our needs, you know, so be deliberate and specific in your prayers, but first and foremost, we gave God all the glory, honor, and praise, because he's deserving of it, but make a habit of that, something goes down, take it to the Lord, take it to the Lord, and then keep your ear inclined, because sometimes they'll tell you don't don't do nothing, and sometimes they'll say, okay, now do this, because there's been situations where he told me what to do. Well, I didn't know what to do, and that's everything. You don't even have to. To these are not just steps for a crisis. This is this is how we should live as believers. Because Terrence and I were talking about jobs. I have a corporate background. This is corporate was what I did since the time I was 19. God put me in. In, in, in corporate, and um, 
So Terrence is kind of learning some of, of how they operate. But one thing that I found to be true with most corporations, it's, it's the same thing, different, you know, different field. Whether I was in tech, whether I was in healthcare, it didn't matter what I was in. A lot of corporations just operate the same. And Terrence, we were talking about it, how there's a spirit. He calls it a spirit of corporation, which is why there's some of the same things you notice in with different companies. Like I said, totally different sectors. You know, the last corporation I worked for, the last field I was in was uh, uh, commercial insurance. And even commercial insurance behaved like when I worked telecommunications, when I worked uh, tech support. Like, it, these are not the same type of industries, but there was the same type of, of the corporations, how they were ran. So we were talking about how, you know, you'll be in a job, right? And a lot of these corporations, they kind of half train you. And so they'll half train you and then something will come up that falls on you. And then it, they'll come down on you. Like, well, why you didn't know this? Why you didn't know to do this? Well, you, you didn't train me on that. And so it could be very frustrating, but he and I were talking about how you have to invite you have to invite God into every area of your life. And he's had a lot of success in his job, even though I think on his team, he's one of the least tenured as far as like um, the, the industry and how long he's been in it. But yet he has a lot of success because he invites God into the job. Like, this is the job you gave me, Lord. This is a resource that you're using to pay me. So help me in what I do. And a lot of people forget that. So again, you don't you don't just go to God in prayer about crisis. Invite him in prayer about everything. And I was telling Terrence about a situation one time with the job that I had, and I had a, a very large account. And um, I, I managed that particular account. And it was coming up for renewal but there have been a lot of changes within the company, not my company, the client's company. So it required a whole bunch of new lines of, of insurance and all that kind of stuff. And uh, long story short, I kind of dropped the ball on making sure that they had everything that they needed in time. Um, I didn't stay on top of it because I really didn't have the background. I didn't know how much work it entailed. And I just took it to the Lord, like, Lord, I messed up. If if, if I lose this account, <laughs> it's curtains for me, you know. It's, it's not a particularly bad thing. I mean, it's kind of a threat of a good time. But I don't want to mess things up for anybody. I don't want to have anybody exposed. Um, I don't want to bring any any uh, bad on the, of the company that I work for. And I, I most certainly don't want to... Um, tarnish my name and reputation. Um, so I, I prayed about it. I'm like, Lord, help me. I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, but I know now that I kind of dropped the ball on this. I didn't, I wasn't intentionally trying to drop the ball, but I did nonetheless because I just didn't have the experience. So I asked the Lord to help me. And do you know, like two days before that thing was going to tank, a miracle <laughs> took place. I was able to do everything that needed to be done. And then the client, their premium, what they were paying for all this stuff, it like quadrupled, which based on my experience and even some of the people that were more senior, 
they were like, yeah, when, when the premiums jump up, like they're foaming at the mouth, they're trying to negotiate, they're not going to sign. And I, they immediately paid it. They immediately paid the premium. They immediately sent me all the paperwork that I needed. And I was able to, to bind all the coverages, get everything taken care of with, with like two days to spare. And then ended up getting praised because I was able to secure such a high premium. I was able to secure several more lines of business, like the like my boss, my bosses, but like they were praising me, like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. How did you do it? I'm like, I don't even know what what happened here. <laughs> I prayed about it. I, I I didn't sugarcoat. I said this was number God. This thing was about to tank, and I prayed and I asked the Lord what to do, and uh, somebody I was working with came through, and the client. Gladly paid and signed. They didn't even make a payment plan or nothing. Like they paid it all up front. And this was experience after experience after experience. I've had this. And I've done that with every job. But I was telling parents, I'm like, you know, you're doing what needs to be done because you invite God into your job. Where some people don't. They only wait for the crisis to invite him in. He will take care of your needs, period. Not just your financial needs, even your need to do, you know, your job, your need to, to be, you know, a good spouse or a mom. Like if you, your, your kids, you don't know what to do. Ask, ask the Lord what to do concerning your kids. Ask the Lord how to be the best spouse, how to be the, the best help me or the best provider or, you know, the best uh, sister or whatever. Ask him. Take it to the Lord in prayer and incline your ear and do what he tells you to do. Make this a lifestyle so that when a crisis does come, you already know what to do because it's a habit. Let me take this to the Lord. Let me not give this no negative energy. Let me take it right to the Lord. Because sometimes, yeah, you're going to get ticked off. You're a human being. And in like this situation, it was something where somebody else messed up and now it's affecting us, which drives me bananas. Like I do not like incompetence. I never have. Like even like the jobs that I've had, I, I like to, to be competent and efficient, and my name is important to me. So I've always tried to do the best that I can do, not to make the company look good, but because my name is attached to it. And I like to do things with excellence. And so when when others don't do things with excellence, it it I don't like that. You know, I'm not going to let it get me in a twist for too long, but I, it, it's an irritant to me especially when it affects other people and especially when it's your job, like do your job and do it right. And if you don't like your job, get a different one, do something that you like. But when your job affects other people, it's unfair when you don't do what needs to be done because you want to go home early or you lazy or you too busy on your phone or whatever the case may be like, do, do what needs to be done and do it correctly. Do it right. Cause other people are, are, are affected by it. Like even my call, I, I make myself available because I, I want to be pleasing to God. I want to do this prophecy thing correctly, you know, which is why, like, I don't eat because the Lord told me it affected my gift. Now, he didn't say, you know, if you don't, if you don't stop eating meat, you're going to hell. It was nothing like that. Like, it was very loving, the conversation the Lord and I had about me eating meat. Like, I eat seafood. Like, I'm a, a pescatarian if, if you were to label me anything. And I could cook with meat, but I can't eat it. And this is something that it, the Lord, like, for years prepped me on not eating meat because I, I very much enjoyed meat. I still like the smell of it and everything. So I was a meat eater, like ribs, all that, hamburgers, you know, a good steak. 
I like meat, but he told me that just for me, and this is not for everybody, for me, it affected my ability to hear. And he, he likened it to like fasting. He's like, like you're living like for that area, it's fasted so that you hear me very clear. It's like when I fast, I hear God very clear. So he's like, you're fasting, like it's like a sense of fasting for that particular gift for you so that you can hear clear. Now, I could have just went on about eating my meat and said, forget them people. But no, I want to do things correctly. I want to, you know, I want to do it right. My name is attached to it, but most importantly, the Lord's name is attached to it. When I'm speaking and I'm praying and prophesying over people, I'm, it's not me. It's, it's, it's my mouth, right? It's my voice, but it's God's words. And I want to make sure that I'm hearing clearly. I want to make sure that I'm giving you what you need because I'm, I'm the, 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 the tool. I'm the instrument. I'm the plate that he's serving on. And I don't want to be cracked. I don't want nothing to fall through. I don't want nothing to be dirty. I, I want it to be what needs to what it needs to be. Because I'm choosing to be a servant to Christ. This is what I choose. This is what my will is. My will lines up with, with his will. And I gladly serve the Lord. So having that type of mentality when what went down this morning, it was based on somebody being sloppy and incompetent. I'm like, hold up. Because <laughs> there's been plenty of times I sacrifice to ensure that things are done correctly. And then I don't want a cookie or an award or a parade for it. But I'm like, I just wish more people were like that, like to, to just care about people. Like every time I've done that, it wasn't because I wanted accolades or nothing. Like I've never cared about that at jobs. Like I've always just like, if you, you know, my thing was just pay me. You don't, you don't have to like give me a pat on the back or uh, add a girl or cheers or, you know, I don't need that. Give me money. That's why I'm here. <laughs> it's an exchange of skill for money. So if you want to show your appreciation, you could deposit it in my bank account. So I don't do it to be recognized. And a lot of the times I would do stuff and wouldn't get recognized. Like let somebody else, you know, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. But I wasn't like, hey, that was me. I did that. You know, I don't care about that. I do it because I, I, I care about people and I want things done correctly and I try to do unto people as I want done unto me. I wouldn't want somebody handling my account sloppy or messing up my pay or, you know, any industry I was in. I always thought about, well, what if that were me? How, how would I want to be treated? But I see so many people, they don't care about that. They just be so sloppy. They don't care. They, are they mad because their job sucks? And so they take it out on the client. Because even before I, the Lord released me from my last uh, position, I was really hating the job. <laughs> like, I ain't going to lie, I hated it. It was too much. I was overworked. I was overwhelmed. Um, the company, just some of the policies were not up to par. I didn't like what was going down. But I always had to remind myself, it's not the client's fault. So still give them what you got. Still give them the best because it's not on them. It's not their fault you're overworked. It's not your fault you have literally hundreds of clients and you're one person and you're like stretched beyond thin, like do the best that you can. Like you can't go beyond what you can do. You're one person, but still give them the best. And so I just never find it acceptable when people say, well, I, I'm just going to do whatever because I'm mad at the company. But that what that got to do with the customer or the client or whoever's being affected? That has nothing to do with them. You make an impact for somebody else's sin. That ain't fair. That ain't right. So let's not do that. But what we do need to do is make sure that we're pulling God into everything, making a habit of pulling him in to everything. 
so that, again, when a crisis comes up, you already are in the habit of, let me take this to the Lord. Because I felt myself getting worked up because I had left the, I had left to go to the store and Terrence was here and he was trying to straighten things out and deal with it. And so I'm steaming in the car and he's steaming here. And I text him like, hey, call me when you, you know, are done talking to whoever needs to get this straightened out. And I was like, you know what? I found myself getting mad. I was like, you know what? Uh-uh, we're not doing that. And he's like, me too. You know, I'll get myself mad. And I was like, I quickly have to check myself. I'm like, yeah, we don't do that. That's not how we operate. Let's pray. Let's praise God. And let's touch and agree. And we're going to let that go. And we're going to let God lead next steps because that's just not how we roll. I said, it's number the trick to get us caught up. It's Wednesday too. So the enemy always be trying to attack on Wednesdays to try to get us caught up or busy or whatever. It's like, no, nah, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> we know who we serve, but you got to know who you serve. You got to know who you serve because we're all living life. Like none of us are, are, are untouched from life and the day-to-day things that come with life, you know, just like you might be stressed out on your job. I was stressed out on my job too, Terrence. They be trying to stress them, but he, he be putting that in check, but they be trying. You know, things come up in your body, you know, sickness or, or, or old injuries or whatever. We, we all deal with stuff. Kids, you know, back to school now, all sorts of stuff. Neighbors, your house, your apartment complex, dogs barking also. There's all sorts of stuff that come up. We're all living life. That's why we, we're here to sharpen one another. So you're not alone in whatever you're dealing with. Nobody's exempt from life. But the difference between us and them is we have the, 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 the keys. We got the answers. We have the solution. We have wisdom. We have the Holy Spirit. We have God. We have the whole creator of the universe that's for us. Like, hear me when I say, the creator of the universe is for us. If God be for me, who could be against me? It's laughable. So it doesn't matter what's going on. God's going to take care of your needs. It doesn't matter what's going on. Don't, don't think of anything as trivial. Oh, I don't want to take it to the Lord. It's, so, it's just such so, so small. No, he cares. He wants to help you. In the, 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 the tiny, in the big, in the uh, like, mm, I could take or leave it, and in the crisis, like everything, take it mm-hmm. all to the Lord. He loves you. He wants to help you. He wants to guide you. I've had people ask me all the time at every job I've ever been at. Mm-hmm. I was always very successful and would stand out every single job. And people would ask, "What's the secret?" And I'm like, "The Lord." Like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not doing this naked. I'm, I'm covered. I'm covered in the blood. I take it to, the, to, to him. This is our job. <laughs> so I ask the Lord, what what we going to do today? How we going to handle this? And every single time, I have been successful. So whether it be your job, your marriage, your kids, your friendships, your health, your finances, right? Lord had to teach me about finances. He taught me about finances. And then I was in a position where I was uh, laid off from a job. And and the unemployment wasn't the unemployment check. Texas unemployment, mm-mm. 
Texas unemployment, mm-mm, now. Texas unemployment then was double, mm-mm. But I had already had money saved up because I was trying to buy a new car, and I was trying to buy a, a, a nice, like a luxury car. So I had quite a bit saved up. And the Lord told me exactly what to do. Well, we was, we was good financially. But he had already been teaching me about finances because I wanted to know. I'm like, I really want to get good at finances. I mean, I always was good at, like, making it do what it do, you know, as a, as a mom of four. At the time, I was a single mom. Not just a mom who was single, but really a single mom. Because my ex was not very helpful or very active. And so I, I knew how to how to make it happen. I knew how to shop. I knew how to, you know, do little things. I knew, I knew where to get, like, my tires cheap or my oil change. Like, I knew how to just make it happen. But I'm like, I don't want to just be making it happen and just be surviving. Like, I want to be good at finances. I want to learn how to budget and save and all this other kind of stuff. And so the Lord, you know, helped me, put me in a program and all that, but ended up being free, like a program that's normally, like, several hundred dollars that was free. Like he really took me on a journey to teach me about finances. And then I was able to put that information to the test when I got laid off from my job and we ended up being, we were good. We were good. And during that time when I was laid off is when I, uh, when God led me to PGN because that saving started to dwindle and I was not able to find a job. And I'm like, okay, Lord, this has been great. But now Money's getting a little dry. You know, the unemployment's saying, hey, a few checks left. <laughs> I don't have no job. And uh, I ended up, Lord led me here to PGN. Had Randy pray for me. No lie. The same night that Randy prayed for me, right, because I think we, I was the only one who was able to get through that night. So we, we talked all the way past, uh, I think we talked until like a little past midnight. And maybe like three hours later, it was like three in the morning, a job that I had applied for told me they wanted me to interview. I interviewed, like, I think two days later, had to, got the job on the spot, all that. Like, it just was amazing how it all unfolded. But you have to just invite God in, trust God, incline your ear, know, know what the Word of God says about every situation. Because the circumstance is going to try to loud talk to you. But the Word of God is the truth. So if the circumstance ain't lining up, circumstance is not going to last. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? That circumstance is not going to win. Because God is for you. That job or whatever, that, that, that sickness, that, that poverty spirit, none of that stuff, it's not going to win. Because God is for you. But you got to know that. You got to know how to move, especially in in these coming days. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm studying. I'm going to start studying more. Um, this whole neural link that Elon Musk is, is, is uh, I think he recently got FDA approval. And then that Starlink, those satellites that they recently launched. Harrison, I actually saw um, something. I don't know if it was a satellite. I don't know what it was, but we saw something. We were outside that day that they launched, did not know about the launch. And um, I, we were like, what's that? So we started to record. We, we started recording. We're like, what in the world is that? That's not a plane. Like the way it was moving and how it was, you know, we, we knew that that wasn't something normal. Um, 
it's my belief that that star link is uh, somehow connected to that neural link. Um, but I'm going to start doing some more research with prayer and, and direction. Um, and if I get more revelation on it, I'll talk about it um, on the show. I was watching somebody last night that was saying that you can track the satellites and that if you look at the, the map, some of it are like dots and then some of it are like these long um, – it doesn't look like dots. It's like these long patterns, like these lines almost, like broken lines. And some people have videos of the broken lines. And uh, he, he, his, his theory is that the broken lines are like some sort of projectors to where they'll be able to use these satellites to project things in the sky, which is in the end times how, you know, like the Antichrist will trick people because there'll be things in the sky. And, oh, that's, you know, oh, that must be a miracle or whatever. I don't know if that's true. That's just somebody else's theory. But I'm just going to do some more studying about it because for, for some reason I'm, I'm drawn to it. And so I'm going to study it and see what the Lord reveals to me about that because I know that it is tied into the, uh, to, to, to the times that we're in, which are we are in the end times. And there is going to be some, some weird stuff going on. And um, as a prophet, I know God gives the prophets, he gives us the first information, and I want to know what's going on. So if there's something I need to warn people about or prepare them for, um, I'm able to do so. So anyways, we've got about 40 minutes left. I'm going to do a collective prayer, then I'm going to get your name and pray for you. And I'd like to get to everybody tonight. So let's do our collective prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father God, for all you've done. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for loving us and guiding us and directing us and being with us. We're so grateful that we serve a living God, a living God. You're alive and well. You're with us, um, loving on us and, and giving us guidance, grace, and mercy. And we just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come before you and, and make our requests known, to open our hearts to you, and to hear what you have to tell us. And, Lord, we just thank you for giving us this platform in a way that we could come together and, and love on one another and share and sharpen one another and to lift your name and glorify your name, Lord. We are so grateful. And I just pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every person that hears the sound of my voice, Lord. Just bless them in ways beyond what they're even thinking. Um, meet all their needs, Lord. Your word says that you supply all of our needs. So we thank you that you, you're, you're doing it even now and that you're giving them the faith and the confidence that you're meeting all their needs, even when it doesn't feel like it, even when they can't see it. The word says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So help them, Father God, to lean on their faith and to get excited by faith that your word is true and that it's coming to pass and that things are working out in their situation, Father God, even when they don't yet see it. Give them the faith to believe it before they see it. And so that when they see it, it's just confirmation of what they already knew to be true. So, Lord, um, help me to, to decrease as you increase, Lord, and speak to your people, Father God, and, and give them what they need. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me get my notepad. So I don't miss anybody. All right. 
Versus seven five four two five five. Who am I speaking with? Mm-hmm. Hi, Tanisha. This is Donald and Tanya from Miami. Hey, Donald and Tanya, how are you? All over you snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad. It's I just like to, that sometimes. I had to wake him up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you guys have probably heard Terrence calling hogs in the background before, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pray for you guys. I'm glad you guys called in tonight. Heavenly Father, just thank yeah, you right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for, for Donald and Tanya, Lord. Just pray um, that for your, your hand in their life, Father God, that you would continue to guide and direct their steps, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for Donald, for the, for the leadership in him, for, for you using him, giving him a platform, giving him a voice to really, uh, for, for, for you. Like, Donald, I see you really like God using you, elevating you to, to really to kind of just keep it real with, with, with the youth. A lot of these young men, they really just, oh, my gosh. <laughs> they need to be fathered correctly, right? All fathers aren't created equal. Some fathers give really great advice and they're godly and they're wise, and some are just, they're not. They're not. And, and, and some, of, some of them, it's, it's, it's just the environment. Right, it's the way they were raised. It's it's what they feel is truly best, um, but they're really piper in their kids to the gates of hell, with some of their um, parenting directives and um, and teachings. And and God's going to use you to 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 father, right? To father and to mentor and to guide, and in, in, in a way where it doesn't feel preachy, right? Because we don't have to preach. In a, and there's not like a, I mean, we preach, but we don't have to do it like in a certain way, like, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Like when people hear preach, that's what they think of a lot of times. They think that you like, because <laughs> you young man, <laughs> you come over here. <laughs> they think that. But preaching is just, let's, let's look up the word preach. Let's look it up real quick. If my phone would stop being slow. Let me just put it on my computer. Oh, there it goes. Preach definition. Okay. So preach to deliver a sermon, to urge acceptance or abandonment of an idea or course of action, um, to advocate earnestly, to deliver something publicly, to bring out or affect by, right? So, you could preach without sounding preachy, right? Preachy in the sense of like hoeing and hot. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do all that, right? I could I could tell somebody and, and they might, you know, I might say, let me let me give you the game, right? I'm using some slang terms, but I'm preaching to you. Because I'm urging you to accept or abandon an idea or a course of action. I'm trying to get you off the the the, the, the wide path and put you on the narrow one. So I'm preaching to you. I'm telling you, give it to, to give it to God. I'm telling you, don't do that because you're gonna reap what you sow. I'm telling you, that's not gonna work out for you. I'm telling you to be mindful of your seed. I'm telling you, don't go out here and do with these rap songs and all this fornicating and this and the other. That's not gonna end well. But that's preaching. 
And so it's like you're God's going to use you to preach, but not in a way where it feels preachy. Well, they're going to think you're just schooling them or giving them the game, right? Or you're just trying to put them up. But it's really, you're going to be preaching, but it's going to be in a way where they can accept it. Because some people just have a complex about preachers or people who preach. They feel, oh, I think they better than me. Who are you to judge me? Only God can judge me. They start throwing scriptures around, don't know the word to save their life, but they just know these phrases that they think is going to stop people from preaching to them. But you're going to, God's going to use you to, to deliver the word in a way where they will accept it. And it, it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be men, like young men. Because a lot of these young men, they're lost. They're, they're so lost. And they're so clueless. The, 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 the enemy's like a roaring lion going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. I see men getting devoured every day, especially in the judicial system. I have a heart for that. I have a heart for fathers in the judicial system. And these fathers get eaten alive every single day. But a lot of times, because these men are mindful of their seed, it is dropping their seed in any old thing. Oh, because she's cute and smells good. And, and now they're experiencing hell on earth with these, you know, court systems. Because nobody told them any better to, to be mindful of your seed. Nobody told them don't fornicate. Nobody told them you know, find you a wife, not just a woman. Don't say who you find a woman, find a good. They say he who find a wife. They, they don't know what to look for in a, in, in a wife. It's just, oh, she's cute and we have fun together. That's, no. Messy, ungodly, can't cook, can't do this, any other. And they don't know because nobody's telling them. Nobody's telling them the importance. Nobody's telling them what's at stake. But God's going to use you to, to really to school them. But it's going to be preaching to them. But it's not going to feel preachy to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give you wisdom here. I'm trying to give you a shortcut. I'm trying to give you, a, you know, a, 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 well, you could pivot. You don't have to go down that path of destruction. And God's going to use you for that. So, Lord, we just thank you for, for Donald. We thank you for using him, Lord, giving him a platform, elevating him, elevating his voice and his message. Um, for these young men to, to teach them how to be godly men. Not just, you know, don't matter what their background is. They could be street. They could be Ivy League. It doesn't matter. But teaching them how to be godly above all things. It doesn't matter what their racial background is, social economic background, what country they're from, none of that. That first and foremost, that they will desire to be godly, that that's what they will represent before they represent anything else. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, thank you for, for Tanya, Father God. Thank you for giving her uh, creative ideas uh, for streams of income. Like uh, I see God giving you ways to earn money um, that's not traditional, right? Like I was watching YouTube. I like fragrances. And so I like to watch fragrance videos on YouTube. And I'm actually learning right now how to create fragrance. Like, that's something that I'm interested in. I was watching this one lady, and she has a fragrance page. And she's got, like, all these, you know, viewers and all this kind of stuff. And I know when you have so many viewers, you can make um, money on YouTube. But she was, and this is a woman who's, who's a, a, a godly woman. She talks about her faith all the time. She's in a Christian um, band and all that kind of stuff. But she had a question-answer um, video outside of what she normally does, which is normally fragrance videos. But somebody had asked her, how did she get into 
making fragrance videos full time on YouTube. And she said she was working and it was going good and all this kind of stuff. But she was praying like, Lord, I don't really want to do this job, but I'll keep doing it. But, you know, her and her, her husband were in a position where they needed both incomes. Or so she thought. Right. But she's praying and believing God to get her out of the job that she was in. Well, she ended up getting fired from her job. And she said she was doing very good at the job. She got fired. She was devastated. She called her friends and stuff and was like, I don't know what I need to do. And they're like, why don't you just do the whole YouTube thing full time? She said she was already doing it. And that's what she ended up doing. And now she's making all this money on YouTube. That's, some, that's a way of making money with, that's not like typical. Like she was doing it for fun. Like she, she liked it. Like she likes fragrances. So she would do little videos, do reviews and all that kind of stuff. And just blew up. Like she's got thousands upon thousands of followers. It's crazy from just reviewing fragrances. But Latanya, I see like something that you enjoy. God is going to give you like creative streams of income where it's not going to feel like a job. Like you're just going to, you know, I don't, actually, I don't know if it's going to be YouTube or what, but I know there's all sorts of ways now where people can, um, can, can earn income. Like even somebody was talking about today, you know, government contracts, like you can get government contracts for, you know, childcare or barbering or all sorts of things. But it'd be something that you, you know, you already do or like a job you already have or something you enjoy, but you can like get government contracts, which is guaranteed money. You know, so God's going to give you creative ideas to to earn income, creative streams of income to where you're not having to get it the way people normally get it. And it's not going to be like little income. It's going to be good income, good income. So, Lord, thank you for that. Give Tanya the ideas, Father God. Open her mind, open open the creativity of her mind, Lord, and, and give her the faith to just do it, you know, to not even think about the money. Like that lady, you know, on YouTube, she wasn't thinking about the money. She was like, you know, I'm just going to expand it and just see where it goes. And it ended up going favorably, you know, let her, let her just, let Tanya just be obedient to what you're telling her to do. Uh, and, 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 and she's going to seek first the kingdom and all the other stuff will be added to her um, for the betterment of, of, of her family. So that that their family can 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 move the way they want to move, can do the things that they want um, to do, you know, where they're they're both contributing. It's it's not just on Donald, it's not just on Tanya, where they're both contributing, but it's 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 through ways of where there's no stress, um, it, it, there's no having to take away time from the children or the family. So creative stream. So let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, I need some of that too. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next person here. 919-292. Who am I speaking with? Hello, this is Shaquilla from North Carolina. Hey, Shaquilla, how are you tonight? I'm well. How are you? Doing good. Glad you called in. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for Shaquilla, Lord. Thank you for... uh, I see you, Lord, uh, Shaquilla, it's like the Lord is showing me you uh, learning how to really deal with uh, people, right? No, learning how to put people where they need to be put. Um, I was talking to my sister earlier, and we were talking about friendships. Um, and we are talking about how sometimes, you know, sometimes friendships run their course. And, and and it doesn't have to be bad blood. It doesn't have to be bitterness or anything like that. It's just, it is what it is. Um, and I see you learning how to, like, put people in their right place. Like, sometimes we call people friends 
because we have history with them, right? We've known them for a very long time. We have fun with them. Um, but there, it, it's, it's, it's not more, it's, there's no, nothing else to it, which is not, is it really a friend? You know, just because we have fun together, we've known each other for a long time. Like, is that really a friend? You know, or what does the Bible say about friends? You know, I see you really having a deep understanding of, of what friends are. And just because somebody's not your friend doesn't mean you treat them shabby or you treat them bad or, you know, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that. Like me, I love everybody. I don't like everybody. But I love everybody, and I want everybody to win. But there's just this, there's you treat you know friends to this. There's just something different about you know friends. Everybody doesn't get certain access to you and all that kind of stuff um, like a friend would. And and God's gonna really show you what 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 is a friend, right? And and people that are currently in your life, what where do they need to be? Are these associates, right? Are these just people you know? Or are they friends? And, and showing you how to how to navigate those relationships because it's important. You know, at one point in my life, God literally cut had me cut off almost every single person that I considered a friend. And in hindsight, they they it was not a friendship. Most of them, they were people that I knew, but they were people who were really kind of sucking the life out of me. They were not adding to me. They were not cultivating me. Um, they were not supporting who I was becoming. And that was okay for me then. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm not with, I'm not their friend because of what they do for me. But the Lord had to really teach me like, what is a friend? And, and had me to like dissolve those relationships. Like, it's not like there's any bitterness, like, you know, still we'll see or, or talk to them on occasions, but it's not like it was like, there was a lot of access that God said, no access denied. Um, you can still love people, you can still pray for them, but putting people in the spot that they need to be, putting them in the place that they need to be, and knowing what it, it means to be a friend, right, and what it means to have a friend. So God is going to teach you that, and then things are going to fall into place. Because we all need friends, real ones, not what we label, right? Because parents even, we have a habit, you know, Terrence and I are mindful of it, but parents, we tend to have a habit of calling schoolmates, friends. Oh, you're, be nice to your friend or share with your friend. They, they don't know that kid from a can of paint. They're just in the same class. But we start that concept early where people have a bad understanding of what it is to be a friend because as you know, little kids, we're taught that our classmates, <clears throat> excuse me, are our friends. Not only by our parents, but even the teachers. They'll say, you know, you snatch a toy and they say, we don't, you know, we're not mean to our friends. We don't do that to our friends. I even used to teach um, preschool well, as a TA, not as a preschool teacher, but that's what I wanted to do at one point in life. <clears throat> and when I took child psychology and took classes and stuff for that's something that they even taught us to refer to other children as their friends. So when kids were doing, you know, naughty things, say, hey, we don't treat our friends like that, or that's not nice to do to our friends and correlating their classmates to their friends. So we, a lot of us, even as adults, have a bad understanding of what a friend is. So God is going to really teach you what that is. But first and foremost, you know, you're going to see him as your friend, too. So Lord, thank you for Shaquilla. Thank you for the revelation, Lord, of friendship, what it means to be a friend, what it means to have friends, and, and, and how to categorize people. Like, 
so that the expectations are managed. Because sometimes we give people a friend title and then we're upset when they don't operate in what we feel a way that a friend should operate. And, and, and so we get ourselves, you know, mentally messed up and we start to have bitterness and we start to say things like, that's why I don't have friends or, and all these other things. But really that person was never a friend and never showed any characteristics of a friend. We just miscategorized them and our expectations were, were, were misplaced. So thank you, Lord, for, for helping her in that realm and that you're going to use her to even teach other people about that so people can, can manage expectations and people can, you know, um, let people be free to be who they are, right, but also know where, where, where they are at. When you know where they are, the type of people that they are, you know where to place them. So let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That was good. Nine one zero seven zero nine. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Sylvia from North Carolina. Hey, Sylvia, how are you tonight? Hi, great. How are you? I'm doing good. Glad you called in. Let's pray for you, Heavenly Father. I thank you for Sylvia, Lord. I thank you for uh, just uh, her. It's like I see you, Sylvia. Uh, like you're in a race, but you're tired. Um, God's going to give you a second wind. Like when runners run, when they condition, they train, that's something that they, they, they teach them about breathing and all this kind of stuff so that they, you know, don't get easily winded. But then they're also taught about mental endurance because sometimes you will get very tired and you can give in to that tiredness. And if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, you'll start feeling even more tired. But if you say, nope, waiting on that second wind, waiting on that second wind, waiting on that second wind, it gives you what you need for that second win. And I see God really uh, showing you and conditioning you to just hold on to the, for the second win. Because, you know, we're all in a race. We're not racing against anybody else. It's our own race. But we're all, we're all in a race. And sometimes we do get tired. Now, there's been times in my life where I was tired. I remember there was a time in my life I was so tired, Sylvia. I was, I was starting to get so frustrated because, like, I was hearing all these prophecies, right, all these prophecies. I'm getting all these prophecies. They're, they're positive prophecies. And my life was not lining up to not one of those prophecies, not one. And I was getting very frustrated, and I was getting very tired. And it was to the point, I thought I was, like, managing it well, but I was not. And my body told off, I would wake up crying because I was tired. And I honestly was even tired of hearing prophecies because I'm like, okay, Lord, like I, I hear what you're saying and I even believe it, but it's not lining up and I'm, I'm getting frustrated because it seems like I'm moving backwards. Like I'm not moving towards what you're telling me and what, and, and it's like, it wasn't even just like prophecies where I hear them and it was revelation. Like I was getting confirming prophecies. So I knew it was God, but I was getting so tired, so tired that I would wake up in the middle of the night crying in full-blown tears. And I'm not a crier. Um, so I knew, I'm like, dang, subconsciously, like, I'm, I'm feeling it. Like, I'm grieving because I'm getting so tired. And the Lord had to teach me how to overcome. The Lord taught me how to endure a lot. The Lord taught me, like, how to have patience. And a lot of the things that I was believing for, at that time, a lot of the things that I was tired of waiting for have, have happened now. 
Like I'm on the other side of that. And so just keep believing, um, Sylvia, because sometimes it does feel like you're, you're, you're hearing the same thing over and you're like, but I don't see it. Like, am I even a step closer? Cause I, I just don't see, I hear it and I believe it, but I don't see it. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of believing that, but hold on. Second wind is coming and God is going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to do it. That's just the truth. And even when my soul was crying out literally, waking up crying, tired, frustrated, God came through. And at that time, like when I wake up, I'm like, I wasn't feeling like it was going to happen, but it did. And there's still, there's still some things I'm really heavily believing for right now. And truth be told, I'm starting to get a little tired. I took it to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm tired of this. I'm really tired. Especially when you're you're dealing with something based on, like, something that somebody else did, and it was, like, rooted in something very sinister or evil, you know, and, and, it, and, and somebody tried to, like, take something from you, Um and you're waiting on, the, you know, God said what he was going to do in the situation. And you waiting. And you're like, okay, Lord, I know the word of God says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But the weapon feel like it's prospering. <laughs> it's not. So hold on. There were some things taken from you, right? That, 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 that situation is going to work itself. It's going to work for your good. It's going to work out in your favor. Just keep holding on and trusting God. Lord, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, next person is 225-454. Hello, Karen from Louisiana. Hey, Karen, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Glad you called in. Let's pray for you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for Karen. Lord, thank you for giving her uh, a voice. a voice that people listen to, a voice that people um, hear confidence in. It's, it's like you're, God's going to use you, uh, Karen, to really like to just tell, you know to just tell the truth. When I look online, people be lying. <laughs> I don't even know if they know that they be lying, but they do, and it's sad. And and I'll see people who just lie. And they have so many people that listen to the lies and feed off of it, and they get all hyped up on it, and they're like, yeah, this is what we're doing. I'm like, that's not the truth. It's not true. It's a lie, and, and they don't see it because it's, you know, tickling their ears and, and, and making them feel good about their sin or, or feel good about their shortcomings or the things that they're doing wrong that they know are wrong, right, because their own conscience is telling them it's wrong. But people tend to feel more comfortable with doing wrong when somebody else is telling them, oh, no, it's okay, it's, it's right, it's, you're fine, it's your life, it's your body, it's your choices, it's your, you know, you're the captain of your ship, this, that, and the other, and all these other lies. But I see God using you to tell people the truth. And they're going to believe it because, like, he's giving you a voice. Like, some people listen to people just because their voice. Like, they don't know what it is. I used to work at a bank. Very briefly, I did it as a part-time job in the card services department. This was years and years ago. This was like 15 years ago. Um, I would call people, 
and offer them a new card from the bank. And this was a major bank. So it wasn't like, you know, scammy. Like we, we would call our own clients and offer them a $25,000 credit card. All they had to do was just run a little, you know, we do a soft pool or whatever, but it was people who were pre-qualified and we gave them a $25,000 credit card. And of course, you know, if your bank calls you and says, oh, we're going to give you a $25,000 gold card. Most people, oh, this is a scam. They'd hang up. Well, I used to get a lot of people who would do the credit check with me. Now, granted, over the phone, I'm having to ask them to verify social security number, you know, driver's license. You know, this is stuff that scammers want. And a lot of times people would give me the information and they would tell me the reason why they would give it to me is because my voice. They're like, your voice, there's something about your voice. Like, I feel safe. They're like, you have a safe sounding voice. Like, you don't sound like you're scamming and this, that, and the other. And I was just really surprised to hear that a lot. I would get that a lot when people say, there's something about your voice that made me trust you and, and give all of my, I mean, I'm talking, like I say, socials, driver's license, income, where you work. Verify your address. Do you have another source of income? How much is that? Over the phone. And they would, they would give it to me. And they would get approved most times, sometimes for 50000 But, you know, there's something about your voice, um, Karen, where people are going to hear it and believe it. Just like those people who was giving me all that information. And know me from a can of paint. And because the, at the job... I worked it after hours, so I'm calling people after hours. I think I used to go into work at 5, and I would get off at 9, something like that. And so can you imagine your bank calling you at 8.30, like, hey, we want to give you a credit card. Just give me all your information, your social. That don't even sound right. So they even told me coming in, like, you might not get a lot of people that agree to it because of just the nature of the time we're calling, and it just doesn't sound right. But, no, I was very, very successful. And each person that we got approved for a card, we would get a bonus. Um, and then I would even get people to do balance transfer. So I'm taking the money that they got approved for and paying off other cards. So now i got to get their other credit card information. Oh, it's with this bank? Just give me the card number and we'll do a balance transfer. And they would give it to me. I would get a lot of balance transfers. So, But it was because people said my voice. And so that's what, what I see with you, Karen. Like God's doing something with your voice. Where when people hear it, they're gonna they're they're not gonna feel judged, right? Because a lot of people they, they feel judged when you start saying the truth, and it's not that you're being judgy. They're just they're just feeling conviction, and they're trying to blame you for their conviction. But they're gonna feel like you know what? She cares about me. She's 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 telling me the truth because she cares. She's telling me the truth because that's just what it is. She's telling me the truth because she's trying to lead me correctly. They're gonna listen to you. Even if these are people who have, like, never listened to you before, never be afraid to use your voice. If you feel like you need to use your voice, Karen, use it. I don't care if they didn't listen before because they're going to listen now because they're going to hear the truth and they're going to know it's true because we, like I said, we, we live in a time people just be lying for no reason just because they can. Like, they get a kick out of it. I don't know. But... They're going to know that you're not just, you know, blowing smoke. They're going to know that what you're saying is true and, and, and take advantage of that to just share the gospel, share the truth, share what's going on, you know, in the world, share the love of God, 
share that this is not what you have to do. You know, so many people are on, on bad paths that they chose, you know, and just tell them, hey, I, I get it. This is what you chose with your free will, but you can change your mind. You don't have to keep choosing the wrong things. You don't have to keep living up to other people's expectations of who you were. You could decide today to be somebody different. You could decide the second that I'm not that person no more. So, Lord, we just thank you for caring. We thank you for the voice that you've given her. Thank you for the anointing in her voice. We thank you that people will hear her voice and they will believe her. Give her the words, Father God, to, to give people, to break the, the, the lies off of them and the shackles that they're in. And just continue to bless her, Lord. Bless everything that she puts her hand to. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, next is... Seven three four six seven two. Hey, this is Jennifer from Michigan. Hey, Jennifer, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Glad you called in. Let's pray for you. Lord, we just thank you right now for Jennifer, Father God, for the for the uh, for the gentle nature that you've given her, Father God. That people will see that gentle nature and be very drawn to her. Um, there's just a there's there's a gentle touch that's missing um in the world that we live in. There's just times that 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 we came up in that at least I came up in there was just a gentleness that people had in kindness. Lord, use Jennifer to 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 bring back gentleness and kindness. Um some people have never experienced that. Um so just use her, Lord, to be an, an example of, of gentleness and kindness and to show people that that is a strength, especially in the times that we live in. So many people are looking to take advantage. So many people are looking to scam. So many people are looking to scheme. And so it's, it's, the, the atmosphere really calls for you to be more callous, um, to be more... Um, Uh, just cutthroat where you're just like, you know what? No, you're not going to get me. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to take advantage and just to be more uh, almost uh, not paranoid, but, but mistrustful. Um, but, but use Jennifer Lord, to, to show people uh, gentleness and kindness. It, it's still there. It still exists. There's still people who care despite what's going on. There's still people who who, who want to treat people right, who want to show people kindness even when they're not kind people, who want to be examples of love conquering all. Because so many people want to use force for force. They want to battle evil with evil. They want to treat people who are mean with meanness. Um, but, but use Jennifer as an example that kindness gets a long, go, goes a long way. Gentleness goes a long way. It's in your nature. Um, you have so many attributes, um, and, and you put them in all of us, Lord. And, and some, some of us are just kind and, and gentle. And, and that's okay. That, it's not weak. It takes a very strong person to be kind and gentle in times where people are rough and mean. 
and, and just continue to bless her, Lord, and to protect her and to protect that that's within, within her so that, that people don't remove what, what comes naturally. Because some people are so affected by what goes on that they change, but help her to remain true to who she is and, and true to who you've made her to be. Um, and, and, and being kind and gentle doesn't mean that you're a doormat or taken advantage of. Or people talk to you crazy and all that. It doesn't mean that. So give her the balance that she needs. But use her, Lord, to, to, to bless people and to give people hope with, with her with kindness and gentleness. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. What a beautiful work. I know somebody like that, too, that's very kind and gentle and, and such a sweet soul. Like, so sweet. But now, like, God has really given her wisdom to balance it to where she doesn't take any mess from anybody, but she's still very kind and she's still very gentle. So... I said a C for you, Jennifer. Next is 504-282. You there, 504-282? You're there twice. Let me try the other one because maybe your call dropped it and you called back in. So I'll try the other one of yours. Okay. Are you there, 504-282? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, my call dropped. This is Nicole from Louisiana. Hey, Nicole, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Glad you called back. Cause I, I say you're there twice, so it's like your call dropped and then you called back, so I'm glad that you called back. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you right now for Nicole, Lord. Thank you for victory, victory, victory. Um, just entering into a winning season where she just feels unstoppable. Um, I thank you, Lord, that um, she's going to really understand beauty for ashes. I remember hearing that scripture when I was brand new. Let's look it up. Beauty for ashes. I want to say that was a book, too, that like a very popular um, preacher wrote. Let me Google it real quick before this call drops. Beauty for ashes. Here we go. Isaiah 61.3. Go to my Bible app. Oh, I was already there. Okay, let me go back. Hold on. What did I do? Isaiah got a lot of chapters. Okay, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives and freedom to prisoners. Okay, that was one. Two says to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance and retribution of our God to comfort all who mourn. Three to grant to those who mourn in Zion the following, to give them a turban instead of dust on their heads, a sign of mourning, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment expressive of praise instead of a disheartened spirit, so they will be called the trees of righteousness, strong and magnificent, for integrity, justice, and right standing with God, 
the planning of the Lord that he may be glorified. Okay, so I'm thinking that with this version, it doesn't say it in that same exact way. There we go. NIV reads for three, and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. That's what I that's the scripture. That's for you. That's what you're about to get. A crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. That's what you're getting, um, Nicole, those things. It's like a trade-off. I see you just victory, 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 right? Three times the Lord said it in my spirit, and a season of winning where you're just going to win. Like, it's just going to feel like everything you do, you just win. So just get excited about that. Lord, thank you for the victory, Lord. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for things coming together, things falling into place, things lifting, heavinesses and burdens being removed and cast out and never to return. Joy for her, the, 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 the beauty for ashes. The beauty for ashes. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. That's good stuff. Thank you all for Let me make sure I got everybody. Let me look on my notepad. I think somebody might, somebody else might have called in. No, I got everybody. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, you all. Love you. Always praying for you. Pray for us, too. Pray for the ministry. Pray for our world. Pray for the body of Christ as a whole. We need it. We need each other. We need to love each other and keep each other lifted. Um, Make sure you call back at 845. So call back in 15 minutes and hit one so you get in the queue. Because on Wednesdays, Randy tends to pray over everybody and then... um, after he gives his word, callback number is 319-527-6737. Um, Till next time, you guys. Love you. Good night.